It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This episode of the Fight Got Podcast is dedicated to the memory of the legendary Alan Gilsey. It's the fight in. Today I'm joined by James Alcott. Hello. 
James Alcott, if you don't know, is a QPR fan. I work with him closely at Ball Street and he's doing stuff with me around the World Cup. Uh, and we're going to be talking about our journey to Russia shortly. We've got Cave. Hello. And we've got Felonis Field. Hello. How is everyone doing? Are we going to win the World Cup? Yes. Yes. Mate. We're going to win it again in four years' time as well. <laughs> you know, I reckon, Dominance. I reckon Euros. Start, isn't it? I mean, World Cup, Euros. World Cup, Euros, World Cup. I wonder if Indians are going to be old men by then, you know what I mean? And we just winning everything in sight, man. So the kid, uh, Adam, mate from work, is like, this, this is what it must have been like in the 1990, the 1990 World Cup and yeah. the Euro in two, 1996. This must have been what it because What you forget is there's a, we're, we're quite old. Yeah. Like, we're in our 30s, all of us. Mm-hmm. So right. we've experienced <laughs> some of what England could be. Yeah. But for a long time, we've had a dearth of absolute garbage yeah and well, you could hear it in the tone of his voice he was kind of like he was like I've heard this, I've heard the stuff you lot all talk about about 96 and all that stuff but and I literally me and you looked at each other we were like oh yeah like he's, he's never had anything and I'll say to him for you to be 24 mm. like I was I was 10 so I kind of it was fine but like it was, it's not imagine being 24 and single and all that shit yeah amazing fucking fucking England are in the semi-finals of a World Cup for the first time in 28 years it's mad that it's so long ago it's absolutely mad. it doesn't feel that long they've ago. been I mean, they talk about it over and over again that only two of the players who started two or three were even born Deli Ali yeah. said he'd never seen the Beckham sending off he's, he doesn't know what it is we were talking in the pub cave before yeah. weren't we about it's, it's good, isn't it? It's good that none of these players are aware of all the shit. It must be a good thing because we've still got like all the horrors of all of those terrible exits at the at the big tournaments hanging over us. But we've got a generation of players now that they don't remember that. So mm. they it's, need, it's they not need part. To. Of, no, I don't think they do. I think that's what's working. It's not part of their psyche. They don't have this monkey on their back of like England's past failures, and they're going into it with just like. They're, they're thinking like winners. Like may, maybe that's why they're having so much more success and not playing with the fear that we've seen the past few tournaments. Can I disagree with that slightly? Just because we played Iceland two years ago. But two minutes into the podcast, what? And you're disagreeing I'm already? I'm just saying. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I, I agree. I actually agreed, and then and then it kind of clicked in my head. I was like, oh, hang on. There's a lot of that squad. Yeah. Were, were played in that horror show. Well, who did? Iceland. Who was it? There's at least eight of them, isn't it? Cahill. There's a few. Sterling was there. Sterling Sterling was there. Henderson was there. Yeah. Was Ali there? Yep, Ali Ali scored. Ali was there. Walker would have been there. Yeah. yeah, all right, fair play. Kane was there. For you. But, but, but that, that game against Iceland wasn't defining... I mean, it's terrible. No, it no, weren't no. like... It didn't. It just added to what was already there. Yeah. I, think, I think you're right in the, in the sense that, like, I think the other people who'd, who'd seen it absorbed the, the scars of it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Whereas, like... These guys, like, they're aware of it. They haven't really... It doesn't really hurt them too bad. Like, yeah, it has yeah. hurt... Everyone else has been through, like, those, those horrible penalties. Yeah. I mean, me being an old boss, I'm going to talk about 1990 a bit more. Go um, on. Two years before that, we qualified for Euro 88. No-one talks about this now, but I remember it, because I thought, like, the first tournament I remembered from start to finish. And um, we qualified easily. You know, we smashed Yugoslavia at their patch. We were really doing, really going. Yugoslavia, were no joke. Then. Yeah, exactly. They were really good. So we smashed them, and um, we go into the Euros and we lost all three games. And from that day to the end, of, to us being knocked out of there to the start of the United World Cup, Bobby Robson was public enemy number one. So what mm. you may have heard Graham Taylor go through, Robson is going through that every day. So that World Cup comes in with all this negativity, and I think I think what you mentioned about Iceland is a bit similar in the sense yeah. that. But Hodgson went, Allardyce has gone, so it's kind of thought, well, we've got nothing to lose here, so it's a bit of um, a laissez-faire thing. And a lot of the players aren't 
they're not burdened by failure. So I guess there is something in what both of you are saying. Yeah. Just wanted to make an apology because we said, we stated on the phone call, I, in fact, I did, that we were going to do two podcasts over the time where we went to Russia. I was planning to do a podcast with you, Jim, and Sam. Um, but but it's just so much, so much more work and stress and a kind of hellish experience over those, those six days drive to Russia and back. We're going to go into it a little bit later, but I just couldn't couldn't do it. So I feel like a bit like a dad who wants to get back in touch with his kids, yeah. but they're not really interested. I'm turning up at birthday parties and the mum's going, get out of here, what are you doing? You're ruining everything. The kids are crying. So that's where I'm at mentally at the moment. <laughs> it's good to know. So, but yeah. I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put work in, uh, you know, I'm going to start yeah. picking them up from school and that. That's where I'm at with the podcast. So thank you for having us back. Uh, <laughs> hopefully do one more once England have won the World Cup and then obviously it's on to Tottenham next season. The Fighting Cock is proudly backed by fans bet through this World Cup and into next season. If you like a flutter and you, you, you fancy your bet, then, then use fans bet because we've teamed up with them partly because of the, of, of the fact that they, they give us money. But the other thing is that they, that they give half of their profits back to uh, fans and uh, good causes so for next season we're going to find Spurs fans with a good cause or a great story that we can get behind and hopefully use the money that, that fans give us to, to make their life a little bit better so that might be giving them I don't know, paying for them to go to a game I don't know what it is yet we need to figure it out next season hopefully anyone listening to this will help us find these people anyone listening to it think like you know this could help you out then, then we're going to kind of build something out of it from the fighting cot next year um, there's going to be nine players yeah, you said you tweeted eight. That's how, that's how bad it is. No, there's so many players. Nine Tottenham players in the semi-finals, but eight in the final if Belgium and England get through. Oh, yeah, the maximum of eight, yeah. Can, can, can we just take this moment here? And James, you're going to appreciate this. Yeah, I love it. Um, actually, yeah. no, you should... I think you should thank us. We're a bit on, of a feeder club for QPR for, for Spurs. Forget QPR for a second. Well, Not about QPR. I mean... Listen, Jim. Right, go on. I just want you, on behalf of all of the England fans out there, all of them out there, to, to say thank you. For Tottenham, you, for Tottenham. You want me to say that? So, yeah, to- thank you to Tottenham. Do you know what, Flav? I will happily say thank you. <laughs> because I'll tell you, I, I'm just so pleased with the learnings that can come from this entire experience. People can go, just stick with stick with it, hope for the best. It's like, you know, behind closed doors, you can expect the worst, but great things can happen. And when they are, when they do happen, enjoy them whilst they, whilst they are happening. I, used, I think you said it to me, Flav, like... I was like, should we just like, should we go for it and say we're going to win things? You were like, double down on these things. Absolutely. And it's the whole it's coming home thing, all that stuff. I know it's getting a bit grating now, but it's like, I've got to enjoy all this. But stuff. what I love about the it's coming home stuff is. So thank you, sorry. Yeah, no problem. No worries, at any time. Um, well, every, every two years, every two we'll, years we'll do it again. Okay. But yeah, what I love about the it's coming home is that it. it all right, it's getting to a point where it's like it's ridiculous. Like every single minute, I'm opening up a message with some other kind of me- it's coming home meme. But everybody is pushing in the same direction by tweeting this stuff. By it kind of builds the anticipation, but but a positive anticipation. Because going into that Sweden game, although I felt like we that the, the England fans perhaps had an expectation that we were going to walk over them, and we pretty much did. I felt that was a little bit worrying, given the fact that there was no expectation up to this point. And now it's like, well, we should be getting to the semi-final. We're going into this tournament that if we get out the group stages, pretty decent. I just like the fact that it started off as one of those things that was just a bit like throwaway, it's a bit stupid, people were just saying it, don't think anything of it. And then after every game, people are still, we talked about it on the last podcast, people are still saying it, people are still saying it. And now it's just like... Now it's actually coming out. Have, mantra, have, have we made this yeah. a reality 
by collectively <laughs> willing it to happen. What, look, rules if you, of attraction, mate. If you, well, you said mantra there. Rules of attraction, mantra, right? The secret. And, and the secret. The, the Buddh- <laughs> Buddhism. Have you read no, that you, as well, have you? Don't shut up about it. Mate, <laughs> I, you, I get it's a little bit cringy, but the fucking thing works. And, 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 and if you perpetuate a positive image, this shit come, it comes back to you. And I don't know why it works. I'm not interested in the science of it, but it does. And what, and what, what I'm fascinated by it is the fact that everybody is using this, it's coming home. People are starting to believe it. It's not just like, it is actually coming home, isn't it? It's that, it's that kind of mentality, and that's only a positive thing. Because ultimately, when we get knocked out on penalties to Croatia, it's, people are going to still maintain that positivity, and that will build for the future. Well, that's the thing. It's like, um, it's, we've got nothing to lose against Croatia, nothing to lose at all. Now, people say, oh, well, ah, it's not coming to be like, well, I've enjoyed the journey. Mm. I think we've all enjoyed the journey. Um, if we lose to Croatia, do you think we'll come back as, uh, they'll come back as heroes and yeah. they'll be... Yeah, I, I would hope so. As long as we don't get tanked 4 5 nil, then yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, yeah I, 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 can't see, I can't see that happening. I've, I've, it's such a... Sorry, I can't even speak. That's how I, kind of, I feel about this game. That you kind of, You're you nervous, moments, aren't you? Yeah. And I, I thought it was interesting. I felt so chilled out with Sweden. It's fine with that. Oh, so, I was nervous for Really, Sweden. I felt absolutely yeah. fine with that. Colombia, that was huge. Yeah, it was that, massive. The country needed it. The team needed it. All of our psyches needed it. And, and we got it. Um, but this one, this this feels it feels tough. But then I have this little surge of optimism when I think about how much football they've played. Mm. I think I think we're going to run them into the ground. I really do. I can't wait for that because that's the best. When, when you know when you just played so well, you you must have it with Spurs all the time. That you you run the other team into the ground and essentially they just want to quit. Like, uh, that's that's what I'm dreaming of. But they've played so much football, haven't they? They've had two penalty shootouts and, yeah. they're, quite, and they're older than us. As and well. they haven't won as well. You know, they've, yeah. they've, they've, I mean, you win, you've won the tie, yeah. but you've not been able to put away teams. And I wonder how much of that is it would, would play on their minds. Well, and also what the political situation behind the Croatia team might add to... Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the UK because you started talking about it. I was pretending I knew something about it. No, <laughs> no it sounds the, like... What I'm saying is there's a lot of outside forces in Croatia and a lot of politics going on, spe- specifically about um, Luka Modric. Yeah, Luka Modric and Lovren as well, and there's something going on. I, I don't want to get into the details of it because no, I, I don't no, know. No, no, go on, I don't know definitively <laughs> what happened. Okay, what, no, what I mean, I in the pub, you're sounding quite confident. What I do know is that Croatia <laughs> have only technically been a, a nation again since like 1991. Mm. Um, and like when that sort of stuff happens, like the, the thing that I remember when like when when Germany was like unified or reunified, the first thing I remember is that they were playing as a national team again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that when when that happens to a country and they and they get reunified or they get split up, the first thing that that like you know those of us that are maybe not into our international politics in any great depth think about is like <laughs> who's representing who for their national teams now. So and I think that's very much the case over there. And people maybe you've got a sense of their nationalism through the team and and you know who they've been representing ever since that they started playing as a country. Yeah, it goes well. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So basically, what you're saying they're like the MK Dons of international football. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm taking from what you just said. Essentially, I didn't listen to any of it. I just thought I was a joke. Okay, how do you feel about Kieran Trippier? Uh, it, he's been. It, what I love about what's happened in this tournament with Kieran Trippier is that he's not really done anything that we didn't already think he was capable of. Um, I think that in terms of the way that he's playing for England, I think maybe England are playing more to his strengths than Spurs do, to a degree. 
Um, you know, he's been responsible for a lot of set pieces, which is which is not for Spurs. Um, he's been not tasked with trying to beat players and run at them, which, as we know, as Spurs fans watching him week in, week out, it's, it's not one of his strong points. But it, it really feels like Southgate's used him and really played to his strengths, and, and you know, it's paid dividends so far. Yeah, I think it's... I think international football has been a bit slow. I can fly. <laughs> Why are you bombing my flight? It's annoying. <laughs> it's not going to get you. I hope not. Uh, international football is, is slower, and I think that benefits him a bit. And also, there's a bit of an unknown quantity as well, which um, we talked about. He's having, having a great World Cup, but the beauty of it is Gareth Southgate has put a, put a common sense approach. For most of our lives watching England, there's been someone out of position. Mm-hmm. And now it's a bit more of a subtle way. Maybe Sterling could be further back. Maybe Deli Ali could be further forward. But no one's essentially at a position. And I just think everyone's benefiting. And there's no one tripping on every set piece. Can you imagine if he takes Ericsson off three kicks? The thing is, is that when I saw that, I saw he's taking. About that. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't hit it hard enough for me. It just tends to stink it, doesn't it? Yeah, he does. If Ericsson was in the England side, would he be taking those free kicks? Probably. So, if Ericsson was in the England side, we wouldn't have a game 5 0. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and then you'd have to make another, you know, thank you. Right. <laughs> yeah, which, 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 what, so it's from an outside there. perspective, not Spurs fans, I'm going to kind of shower praise down on Kieran Trippier. What, 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 what do you think of his performances? I, I, I think what's um, interesting about him is he's kind of, he's, he's old school. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't dribble with the ball. He, he just he puts it in there. He would have been incredible quality. 15 years ago, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would have, yeah, he, there is a... Do you know what it reminds me a little bit of? Do you remember Gary Neville before Beckham turned up? Yeah. And, and he was actually, he had a great cross on him. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was, um, was it against Scotland, the first goal. The Shearer scored. Goal, yeah. yeah. The cross is brilliant. And they played, actually, they played 3 5 2, I think, as well. I think he was, he might have played out wide for that. I don't, actually, I don't think he was a wing back. I think he was uh, right centre back. Anyway, yeah, there's a lot of similarities there, I think. And I just think there's so many Cafu esque. Right backs and left backs who really they just want a desperate to attack. I've been really impressed with him defensively as well. I think he's always been steady that way. But I, I remember seeing him at Loftus Road where, when he's playing for Burnley and he's crossing them. They did the same thing. They didn't mess about. He got it and, and put it in. And th- people forget the, the, the worth in that. David Beckham didn't beat players. He just let the ball do it. And I think he's got he's got a bit more energy than that, and that that's worked. But Kieran, I, I think he's great and he's steady. Statistically, Kieran Trippier has uh, is the most successful crosser of the ball since David Beckham. Just at, saying at the World Cup, no, just generally just, just, as just, an England player. I think he's been great. I think we've been we've been great on that right hand side, most of the, both from an attacking sense and defensively. I don't. I almost think teams don't even try and attack down that side because with Walker's pace as well. It's Walker spring. must be gutted though. Yeah, because he wants. I thought about that today. <laughs> yeah, but fuck you, you're doing I it. You're I don't know though. I think I think Walker looks less exposed. His his frailties look less exposed in that role. Yeah, because he has got opportunities to move forward with the ball, but he used to play that kind of like marauding right back, yeah. wing back sort of role, and it was very very obvious when he fucked it up, mm. when something went wrong, and he had to, and he was relying on his pace to get back. Trippier seems to make more of the space that he's provided by other players. He, he makes very good use of the open space. Mm-hmm. He doesn't necessarily go past people. Um, and I think that's, that works well with the system that we're playing. One of the uh, key stories from England in this World Cup has been their set-piece prowess. Uh, it's been so refreshing <laughs> to, to support a team that is very good at set-pieces. At a corner, you feel like that's a pen. Like it was, I, was at, I watched the game in the Flatiron Square in, um, in London Bridge. 
and uh, the crowd there, every single time we got a corner, it was like, oh, <laughs> it, was, it was like we got yeah. a pen. And, and I think we scored from a corner, didn't we? It was, um, Mc- it was McGuire, yeah, it, was. it was like, and there's nothing like a centre-back headed goal when he goes, yes. get the fuck out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, oh, it's just, it's fit, isn't it? It was sexual. Yeah. Um, but England's set pieces have been quality, and, and the rule goes that though the team that scores the most from set pieces goes on to win the World Cup. And England have been superb. And Luka Modric himself said that we have to be wary of set pieces. You don't have to be wary of our set pieces. Any any player can direct a ball anywhere he wants in the box, more or less. When you've got the fucking... What would you call him? It's like a monolithic head. They call it a slab head, don't they? Well, I would say... Jamie Vardy would say slab head. I'd say monolithic head. Uh, The back post, he can't... It's so hard to defend against. Yeah, it's it. It's not a glamorous way to win a World Cup, but if you score, you know we've got eight set piece goals already, five from corners. If we get another three or four, that'd be more than anyone has scored in the World Cup history. Mm. And we go on to win the World Cup. You take it. Yeah. In the same way, Leicester fans took their defensive kind of horror show of a, you know, the most debacle way to no, the most disgusting way to win a Premier League trophy. The way Leicester did it. It would be complete anti-football, but you take it. I think what Southgate is he's, he's just playing tournament football. Yeah, I don't yeah. think this is going to be the blueprint for his old reign. You know, if qualifying in the qualifying, but I think he'll probably play a bit more expansive. But I think we're in, we're in the competition. We've got a limited amount of time together. Let's just do this way and get over the line. We've just got to win, six, get through six games and not lose, and that's what we've done. Well, apart from I can see us. Um, I can see us scoring a, a set piece that isn't Maguire as well. I can see Southgate yeah. working on something. They're yeah. going to be so concerned with Maguire that they'll go like you know a little one front post and Kane will score ahead or something. Like but that. the thing is, they have to concentrate on Maguire. They have to because he's such yeah. a threat. Yeah. And the only way they can do that, I think, is if they double up on him. I mean, it seems a bit rudimentary, but you double up on him. Put Mandzukic and Lovren on him, and then you've nullified him. But then there's space for everybody else. But like Kane's been dragged to the ground, what two, three times, and won his penalty. Yeah. Stones won a header as well and scored a goal with it. It's like there there are threats from all over the yeah. shop, and and I think that I don't, I don't know why we are particularly uh, you know why we why we're scoring so many goals from these set pieces. Is it something to do with the fact that VAR's in play and people are fouling less? Is it because we've got a lot of players that actually play together at club level, so maybe they're a little bit more well-drilled mm. compared to some of the other nations? Like we we seem to be doing very well out of yeah. set pieces. Well, I think the delivery's good. I think we've got uh, enough big players there. Maguire, is, he's got that John Terry thing of, of like just attacking the ball and being, being a weapon up there. And you talk about doubling up. You can't do that with a love train. What does that mean? So, so every, um, every, every corner, they set up in a line, yes. stand in line, and Glenn Hoddle yes. said, oh, look, it's a love train. And, that, and it's become a thing now. And, and when you've got that, that's where the blockers are coming from, and that's why everyone's a bit kind of nervous of it. And again, it is a bit throwback that, like, I don't think, I'm, I think other teams have forgotten just how crucial set pieces are, and Southgate's done it properly I don't think they're easy to pull off it's been played down though and I know that Windy mentioned it with one of his stats last season and one of the other pods from the extra inch he was saying that um, he that, that like crosses from, from corners and stuff they're statistically there's like actually a very very low chance of scoring 3%. goals from these now. one every 48 
corners. Yeah. One every forty. Yeah. Three, I mean, three percent ba- of corners barely makes it worthwhile. Just like get it, get it to, to feet and yeah. and, and not England. Continue the play. Not this England not anyway. This England, no but not everyone has a Harry Maguire. So you know, of the love train, I would like to think that you know the thing you just described when all the fans are watching it, and every time we get a corner, those guys that are in the love train are actually doing that in the opposition penalty area. If you was in that love train, right, which players would you want in <laughs> front of you and back of you and what way would you want them facing? This is a very frightening question, isn't it? <laughs> Have a think about it. It's got to be Loftus-Cheek. Loftus-Cheek. Oh, He's such a beautiful man. Um, yeah, I don't want to talk about lots of sheep. I just think because he, he he reminds me of the fact that my missus could be taken from me at any minute. <laughs> <laughs> in the in the vlog that we did, and I didn't realise at the time. In the vlog we did, we played this game uh, which is like. Um, Oh, you put a thing on your decades. Yeah, decades, decades, that's it. So you basically, you've got a... It's like articulate, isn't it, with the thing on your head? And we were going through them with England players, and Flav was describing them to me. And they got to the full one, yeah. And it was Loftus Cheek, and he went, he went, you could take my missus like that. And I went, Loftus Cheek! And it's so quickly, I didn't even realise at the time. I like like it on Twitter as the fact, because uh, there's loads of US women who doesn't didn't know who he was. (laughs) And then there's a couple of women going... Yeah, forget about Anthony Joshua. I lost his cheeks. He could have so, these cheeks. Yeah, but what the fuck is it? Like, if there, this is how you know there isn't a God. There's no God in this world. Anyone who believes in God, your life's a lie. Because not only did God gift lost his cheek with the ability to play football, he's fucking Adonis at the same time. Exactly. Like, that isn't fair. Fuck you, God. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But can he articulate himself on a podcast, Flat? That's what you've got He probably watch. could. He probably fucking <laughs> could. And do you know what? I'd swap it. I'd swap <laughs> everything I had. I'd swap everything I had in a moment to be lost as shit. <laughs> everything. Fuck that. Sorry, Flav, I triggered you with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, he's, I mean, he's a gorgeous, gorgeous man. He sounds amazing. He's got lovely caramel skin. Beautiful. Uh, Charlie Parrish. Uh, he made a great tweet, didn't he, about uh, tribalism in football and how international football reduces the, the level of partisanship between fans. Um, not for me, but he said that he's kind of fallen in love with Lingard and Henderson. Um, who's that comedian with the big teeth? Beckett, Rob Beckett. Yeah, Rob Beckett said, uh, I've fallen in love with uh, Spurs fans. What the yeah, fuck's going Spurs on? Players, yeah. yeah, Spurs players, right. Um, does, the, does, does England, because my, my big bugbear with, with international football is that I can't support Ashley Cole, I can't support John Terry, Lampard... Gerard, these these are my enemy during the season. So how do I forget that? And I think as a Spurs fan, given the fact that we make up fifty percent of the starting lineup, give or take, that it's easy for me to just go into this World Cup and follow the football. Um, back in the day, it wasn't that easy. Have you found guys? I'll go to you after Jim. But have you found? <laughs> have you found that you you found it easy to watch Henderson spray the ball around and dictate midfield? Henderson's been brilliant. Yes. I didn't have a lot of time for him before the World Cup. He was always giving it, giving giving a few sladdicks to Harry Kane about the whole claiming of the goal shit. So I didn't like him a lot. But I've really warmed to him. He's had a very good World Cup. I don't see Dar getting his place. But also Jordan Henderson is unbeaten playing for England. Twenty-seven games. I think. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Not never lost lost. Game. So um, so there's him. Um, <laughs> it's coming up. It's coming up. Everything is pointing to it. And then um, I've got a lot. I've always liked Lingard. Lingard is just like. He's having fun. He's like a fan, but he's just playing football. He just loves every minute of it. Um, I, do you know what I think? And it's a bit random. When I look at Wink Lingard, I feel like his parents put him in a wind tunnel for about four of the five years of his formative years. <laughs> just like, get him back in there. Get him back in there. Yeah, he, he's had nothing. He, nah, get him back in. He's going to make him a man. And no, like he could run, <laughs> he could run 100 metres faster than Usain Bolt. I'll tell you what, though. I still hate Ashley Young. 
It's you know, fu- yeah. really? I still fucking hate him as a cunt. Really? Yes. I, I would love to see him get beaten up. Do you know? <laughs> wow. Still a bit of what a creation. One what of the ultras jumps over the fucking. What by Brexit is? Is that is that you no, love to be up by Brexit? By a Croatia fan, that'd be nice. Right. Wow. Yeah. Really? What? Still a bit of fighting their fans and they can smash them up. Is, is this go back to the Danny Rose thing? You mean Deli Ali? You mean Deli Ali's Oh yeah. Partly that, but just a cock. See, this is it. This is that, he's a football fan fucking right now. He's a fucking footballer. Charlie Parrish, you know I love you, but this is bollocks. <laughs> all right? You don't forget it at all. Right? You, you, they owe us. Ashley Young owes us for all the fucking bad shit and all of the mischief he's caused Tottenham in the past. He owes us a good performance in the World Cup. It's been Jim, serviceable. Jim, how do you feel about... Um, well, I'm not it wouldn't really matter, it. would it? But that's the thing, yeah, I'm not as, as close to it... Um, so I, yeah, I mean, I, you, never, you love I, England, I, but I hate you? Chelsea players. So yeah. I, I always struggle with, you it, know, John Terry. There isn't Ashley any Carver. in this though, is that part from Cahill? Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's been a lot easier for, for me. I, 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 if I'm honest, I sound so boring. I can, I can detach. Mm. Like, <laughs> I don't know, like, maybe mm. like, I, I don't think you should, I get the Ashley Young thing. Like he, he is nasty. But you can like some people will like that side of a, a player for the, for their team. But I get it. I don't know. I just think it's two different teams. I, like, it's not I think there's quite a lot of like. To be honest, it sounds a bit weird, but there's quite a lot of likable players on the England team. There's yeah. there's nobody there. Even, even Ashley Long. I know. I know that you said in the running order, like who who's impressed you, like. He's impressed me. Yeah. Like, and, 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 and he's the one he's, I've changed. He's impressed me, not necessarily because of his performances, but it does make you feel like you've got another leader on the pitch. That's true. And I think that, yeah, Kane's captain, like Henderson and, and Ashley Young have been the ones that have really stood out to me because they've, they, they've not been selected as captain and, and they don't seem to give a shit and they're just doing their job and they're leading and they're getting mm. stuck in and they're telling players where to be and what to do. He is probably one of the oldest players. I think he's the oldest he player in our squad, isn't he? Mm. And I think that, that experience is maybe the reason why he's got the nod. That and fitness over Danny Rose. And I think he's showing why, why he's there on merit, to be honest. For what it's worth, I'm aware that my hatred is irrational, so it's not... <laughs> I don't expect <laughs> everyone to hate him yeah, as well. Yeah. But well, it sounds like you're apologising, T. No, I'm not apologising at all. Is exactly. That, this isn't the flow I know you I want, to get, I want to get a shoe in by a Croatian old trust. What I want, but a clavered up, he's an ad, wet into his face. <laughs> We're milling in, yes, see, that's it. I suppose I'm not annoyed at, at Rose not getting a chance because he's uh, for me, he's, he's, he offers so much more. Not really, not really. I, no, think, I, think, I think we know, I think we know that he is available, and he and it's not as if he's just been sat on the bench the whole time, like he has been brought on at times when. We've needed a set of fresh legs. Maybe Ashley Young's not like you know bounding up and down on the wing. Uh, he hasn't played that much for us this season. He's probably not a hundred percent fit. He's certainly not at his best from what we've seen from him before. Yeah. So I don't think he should be there. I mean, I wouldn't have necessarily picked Ashley Young, but I don't, I, we haven't got many. It's probably the weakest position on the pitch that we've got. I think. Definitely. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever get aroused during a, a World Cup win? Yes, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, this recent heat wave, man. Fuck, mate. What is it? You, yeah, is you got a thing. Some, yeah. some, some of the things I've seen. What do you mean you see? Oh, right. No, no, that's not where I'm going. What are you doing? Oh, you're you're talking about going watching. out and perp. No, home, what are you talking about, Homer? Right? What are you saying then? I'm saying, that, oh, you just like, you watch football, you watch England fucking pump all that testosterone, does it turn you on? Well, yeah, when I saw, when I see Harry Maguire smashing in with a proper old school English header, that kind of made me feel a bit, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. A bit of a trouble. Just a little tinge at the end of your willy. Oh, yeah, fuck. I've seen it over and over again. It's a bit like, um, it's a bit like putting the smallest player, they put Forsberg on Maguire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolute mismatch. 
and just ended the way you expected to end, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like Robot Wars, you've got like a big, massive, you know, machine that gets a little, little shitty, yeah. I don't know, micro-machine, just get completely stomped. <laughs> uh, just a quick one, I'm going to go I ordered some um, orgasmic lube for my missus. Lovely. I did, yeah. You turned did. up the other day, yeah. What, what, cla- what, what, how do you classify lube as orgasmic? What, what is the, like, Probably the It's just on the, bo- yeah. on the box, it's it just, just says... It's just orgasmic. a word that's Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what it does, I haven't used it yet. I don't it's need like to use it. It's like it, What do you call that? Why'd you buy it? Uh, I, th- I was drunk. Drunk <laughs> <laughs> doing what? Just drunken on your computer? On my phone, wasn't I? I was, I was buying negligee. Right. And I just thought, let's ramp it up a bit yeah. and get her first of all strap on, and then, uh, and then, sorry, what did I say? You said strap on. Yeah, yeah, first strap on. <laughs> there was no strap on. I was just wondering what everyone thought about orgasmic lube. I'm intrigued, like, mate. I'd love to know the direction. I'll let you know. I'll directions. get on. I never have any issues with that, by the way. I'm not. It's not like. Uh, what do we always say? What, what, what ratio do we always say in the office? Me and you, Jim. Three not, to one. Three to one ratio. She's got to come three times to our one. Yeah. Otherwise, you've failed. I think that's fair. You haven't done your bit. But, I mean, uh, for me, that's. That's a different reason for me doing it, and for you, you're just a kind man. Whereas I, it's just absolve embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> it's just to make you feel better. It's, yeah, well, certainly to make her feel better. Yeah. Well, not, so, so, so she can get over the initial shock. Of what? A disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> How many times does it have to be until it's no longer shock? Yeah, you've been together a long while. Oh yeah, I mean she's fine with it now. But uh, <laughs> no, I just, I just don't. No, there's never a conversation that's had. I just. That's, those are my own insecurities, but I just mm. want to, you know, wash them away with orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Beautiful. I just think women are beautiful and need to be treated. What do, so you haven't tried out the orgasmic loop. What are you expecting <laughs> from it? I'm expecting her, I'm expecting her to, um, to uh, climax very quickly and it all to be over too quickly. Because what? Because it's... I don't know what he does. Was really that your reason for purchasing? No, no, I was just on Amazon and I was horny. That's what happened. You know what? Yeah. There was no reasoning, and then it turned up, and now we've got to use it. <laughs> You're on I've got, the wrong what website. was I supposed to say to her? I bought this. But I don't want to use it anymore because, you know, I was horny at the time. I'm not horny anymore. I've got bought this weird gel. I'm going to spray it all over your minge. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hope the font's not like wacky. No, it wasn't wacky. Orga- yeah, like, what's it called? Sand. So, comic, comic Sand. Comic Sand. <laughs> but you know what? I'm a clip art. Kids fair. Like, 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 on, on a semicircle. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure there's a few listeners who um, use the original source shower gel, the um, triple X <laughs> mint one. <laughs> oh, mate, don't use yeah, that. I use that. Do not use that. Oh, okay. That wakes you up in the morning. Well, doesn't you it? get used to it though. If you use it, you, 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 up, up a whole tub. Is that is that like hanging the towel on your bonus to reduce sensitivity when you're in your teens. Well, I don't know, it's a bit like getting punched in the face over and over. <laughs> and what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> that threw me off completely. <laughs> I get a towel in your dick. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're a kid. A wet it? towel or. No, a dry not one. a wet towel, come on, you're being optimistic there, not for me. It mate. depends how big it is. Yeah, it's not, I mean, <laughs> towel, it's not the biggest, it's just quite strong. So you, be, you build strength that way? No, you don't build strength, you just reduce, you pull your foreskin back, foreskin back put the towel over it, and then you can. Oh, wow. Is this just me? <laughs> Go on. Well, no, nothing. It's just the roughness of the towel. You know, it's sensitive when you first get... A dry it. towel on the... On the... Yeah, dry... I feel dry like t- I've missed the stage but, of my youth. Well, and, that, and that's why I could last all night, lads. <laughs> all right? Because you haven't put the work in. Yeah. Can we move on to football? Uh, I was going to do Sterling's performance, but I don't want to. Uh, scenes at pubs and streets and parks around the country. So, T's going to elaborate on this. But before we... Before um, we 
I'm going to be a bit right wing about this, so that's, to be prepared. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I, I sometimes wander into the right wing. That's fine. Um, but we were at Flatiron Square. I was. And the scenes were Lindsay, as has been cultivated. Limsy. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. But I got to the point where I was about 80 minutes in and I was like, I need to get out of this. This isn't... I'm 36. I need to. This isn't. I need to get under the shelter in the sun. I don't, and then when 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 we won out in the streets and everyone celebrating, and I, I saw so many people who, are not because I feel like I'm better than them. I just didn't want to be around coked up fucking meatheads who were either looking for a fight if they couldn't fight someone. Just wanted to be cockend. That 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 was. Oh, I needed to get out of where I was. I don't know about looking for a fight. I saw I saw a lot of people just basically going out into the street and feeling this like collective sense of this doesn't really happen very often. But no, that would have been lovely. But that's we, not what we I have something that's tying us together, and we're all going to like like I was in uh, around like sort of Liverpool Street area for the Columbia game, and afterwards it was mad. I've never seen anything like it. Like roads just getting completely blocked off by people. Buses not being able was to it a good get through. Yeah, and it was really good, and it was really positive, and you're you're hugging strangers and jumping in the air and singing that song and everything. But I think I think there are levels to it. What song? Definitely. Soul Campbell. Not the RAF song. No, not the. No. Yeah, that's what you're talking. You was in the middle of the week. No, the RAF. So I'm, I'm dying. It's, ter- it's, it's coming out. Oh, it's coming. It's coming out. <laughs> I think that's the evolution of it, though. Like, the Columbia game was, it was a bit more natural. Yeah. Whereas then, so this next time, everyone's like, it was Saturday, 3pm, everyone's ready to go. Yeah. And it kind of went a bit like the It's Coming Home thing. It got a little bit cringy and yobby. And we'll see, won't we, with the, the game on Wednesday of, of where it goes. And obviously the result will play a part in it. I, I know what you mean. I kind of... I just haven't got the energy for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anymore, like... Um, the game itself, I've got energy for that, the buzz of that, the buzz of celebrating, like, great. I don't really need to jump to climb an ambulance. T, go on. It's a fucking disgrace, a lot of it. <laughs> fucking disgrace. There's a woman who's got, who can't, who's lost all sensation above her eye because yeah. someone threw a pint glass. People yeah. are throwing pint glass. Now, to be fair, a lot of venues should, shouldn't really serve glass, they should serve plastic, but... If you're holding a glass, you should know not to, not to chuck it. That's bad. Yeah, um, like ba- basically, for the record, regardless of whatever scenario you're in, unless you're Big B from Transporting, you don't fucking launch a glass in the air, a bottle in the air, because you think it's funny, because some you're a cunt if you do that. Don't yes. even chuck a fucking half-full can in the air. Like, that's going to have the same yeah, exactly. sort of damage. Like, I'm, I'm, don't throw things in the air. Well, you all, don't need to. I'm kind of all right with people bunging It looks good. I just don't want to be in it. The beer... Oh, I, so I, I, like I said, I was at Flatiron Square, and the beer got everywhere, but it was, it was plastic glasses, so no one yeah. was ever going to get hurt. If, you, if you're holding a bottle, and you're bunging it up in the air, or like a half-filled pe- um, can of beer or something like that... It's going to fucking hurt. You're a great day cunt. Yeah. It's gonna, and it, do you know what, it's not, I don't mind getting covered in beer if I'm in a place where I think there's possibly a chance this is going to happen. Mm. It's all right. And I don't mind getting into the moment. But you shouldn't be with your own fans in a place where there is only your own fans and have any danger of getting injured because yeah. your team is performing well. Yeah. Uh, that is pretty ridiculous. But I just uh, think, you know, the woman, is, the girl who stood on top of the ambulance and, you know, smashed it up. We heard the Millwall fans did a little just given page and they've raised the money to get the repair. That's quite nice of them. Um, the bloke at the bus, 
Initially, I found it funny, and I thought, what the fuck are you doing? What's the, what's the point? It's a quarterfinal. We've not won anything. You what are you the doing? The right, the fact he got up the bus, he did the two problems with that, right? One, the fact that you got on a bus. Two, you started a fucking Iceland thunderclap and got everyone doing it. Yeah. Secondly, the best, the third thing, the, the best thing about it was when he jumped down. But he didn't jump down as like he was getting on the delicately yeah. jump down. He just gave it a proper jump mm. and went through it. And then, then there's the Ikea thing. Now, initially, I thought it was a bunch of guys having a laugh, coming home in Ikea, leave. Yeah. I don't know, maybe I've heard, I'm probably going to get corrected on Twitter tomorrow, but I'm fairly certain that people have said they, they did more than what was in the video. They were trashing the place, essentially. Really? And I thought, well, it's a fucking, what has Sweden done to anyone? OK, yeah. I'm not going to get loads of answers at that too, but... No, I, I mean, just... they're pretty... I mean, like, fuck Sweden. Like, I don't... Not as a country, but on a footballing sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but don't fuck Ikea, man, man. <laughs> What I, what I don't understand about the IKEA video, right? They were just, they were just getting touchy because they couldn't get the, didn't know how to get the, out of the fucking place. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Amazing, isn't it? Um, what I didn't understand is like we just we just qualified for the semi final of the World Cup, and your first thought is to go to IKEA. I mean, they're, how, not, they're not even in cities; they're in, they're out in the yeah, sticks. they're out in the sticks. Like, been, you must have made a mission. To, like, like you must have got no, a bunch Croydon, of your mates there's one in together. Croydon, and just, definitely running. I tell you what, I did find funny though. <laughs> the South Dorset Police put a tweet out. Said, so look, you know, you guys have all got to calm down, and you shouldn't have shouted at our dog for being German. That, 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 that <laughs> legit me. I thought, you know what? I'm a bit of a killjoy at the best of times, but that was actually quite funny. Yeah. Do you know what I think with it? A big problem for England, England fans, is we don't have enough songs that we can sing because it gives you something to do. Mm. Like the Irish, like in Euro uh, 2016, all the other countries seem to have like song after song after song. But these countries are We've united. Got, like, five and four of them are. We had a couple more though, we? But these, these... Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but we know that because we're out there. People don't. We were out there. A lot of people don't know about those songs. But supporting England is almost—I don't know—it's not something to be proud of in terms of going to, going home and away. It's not something yeah. that people wear as a badge of honour. A lot of the countries have lots of songs like I don't know Ireland and Scotland. And they've got the was it the Tartan Army and they've got the you know Boys in Green. Mm. There's more of a collective in terms of supporting their country, yeah. so it's a difficult comparison to make because England is so. Segregated with all the, with all the tribalism, exactly. and they say, "Oh well, only people who support I don't know Exeter and Lincoln follow England anyway." So they're like, "Well, they're not going to have any songs. There's no real." But the problem with that as well, I think, in that kind of situation is, so everyone wants to everyone wants to be together, and then they kind of they don't know what to do. Yeah. Mm. So they, you know, it's often it's young blokes, and so they want to they go right. What do we do then? Or well, let's climb something or smash something, and it's just like. They've run out of ideas. <laughs> um, so, the, the reason, like I said before, you off tea? Yeah. Mate, it's been a pleasure. Sure. Tea's got to go so back late. and uh, tend to his offspring. Yes, and I'm late. Oh, you're late. All right, God bless you, mate. Thank you. Are you? Good yeah. luck, mate. Can you not say it's my fault? No, of course I wouldn't. All right, okay. Um, yes, fault. Yes, yeah, definitely my fault. Uh, yeah, so we, we drove to Russia, mm. which is fucking crazy. Um... It was okay. So the idea originally... <laughs> Perfect. You could stop there. That's the you could stop there. Yeah. It was okay. It was okay. No, was okay. <laughs> we, we uh, so uh, through work, um, they, they, they stuck us in a van uh, without tickets to, to this game, England versus Belgium. Push the vlog. What? Okay. Uh, no, let's do that after okay. we sell this. Right. So you've got to sell it right. right. Okay. We've got a vlog on Bull Street's uh, YouTube channel, which you can go and watch. But um, we got in this van and... Um, it was it was great for the first yeah. forty eight hours. Yeah, 
It was. Yeah. And um, it was. It, I mean, I look back at it now and I think that was mad, but I had a good time. But the idea was to get us in this van, drive across Europe through five, six countries, yep. and then get into Russia. So Brussels, Berlin, then long drive through Poland to uh, to the border, then into Kaliningrad, which is like... Kaliningrad's a bit separate to mainland Russia. I yeah. didn't realise at all. But yeah, 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 it's very close. It's, it's, in, it's in essentially between, what is it, uh, Poland and Ukraine. Belarus and... U- oh, right, yeah. uh, no, not Ukraine. Is it not? No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. So it was this 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 mad trip, three mates in a van, getting all the way there with no tickets, and it was fine um, until we got to the Pol- Polish border, mm. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and it, the van that we were driving in um, that, that took us one thousand one hundred miles uh, wasn't allowed into Poland. For no real reason, other than the fact they made up this thing. They looked at us like, oh, we don't have all the documents. And in our, in our we had all the documents, didn't we, Jim? Yeah, so the, uh, there was... I mean, we had fo- a photocopy of one in particular, and that was the one that they wanted, but they wanted the original. And uh, it does say at the bottom of that that it's up to the discretion of the that border. But um, it did seem unnecessary, the whole thing. And it wasn't just us, it seemed. It seemed was like fans from all other countries that had the same problem. I just didn't see the point. It's, uh, actually, yeah. I still don't really see the point. It was odd. Yeah, I, I actually, not being like a massive fucking fanboy, but I did actually like follow what you guys were documenting with your journey along the way. And, yeah. it, and, it, and it was, it looked like you had a great time, especially on the stop-offs along the way, and it was all good. But there was that moment when you got to the border and you like looking at each other like... What do we do? Shit. Yeah. Like, this could ruin everything, couldn't it? So, so what you don't see from the film is that... what. There's a reason why we were in this van, and there's a reason why we were sponsored to go in this van. So to get all the way there and then have to leave the van behind was defying the whole purpose of it. Did you name the van, by the way? Igor. 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 Oh, because the name of the van was Igor. Because of your saviour. Yeah, the guy who helps us across the border. But as football fans, when you're driving, you don't expect to have to fucking smuggle yourself through a fucking mm. border of two countries. But that's... How good is that, though? That is the <laughs> shit that you talk about when you've been away with your mates and you're going on a little trip and something happens where a really fucked up situation presents itself. Like, there's always... There's always something... Think of the story, there's always yeah, something yeah. that you're just like, you won't believe what happened. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there was... That was good, but that, that wasn't the, the most unbelievable part. So, look, we're, we're, if you want to go and watch the uh, vlog... You can do it on the Ball Street YouTube channel. Um, just type it in, in YouTube and you'll find it. Yeah. Um, there's two, isn't it? Yeah, there's, there's two, two videos. Both of them are 15 minutes long. It's well worth a watch. I've seen them both. They're great. Yeah, we're really, we're really proud of it. But what you don't see in the second vlog is how um, we left Kaliningrad. So we watched England oh play Belgium. God. Yeah, the, the second string Belgium player, second string England, one of the most boring matches I've ever seen. You're pissed off, aren't you? Well, we were just we sitting were. there. I think we'd driven, like, we'd driven over a thousand miles yeah. to go and watch England in a World Cup. I wanted to see my club captain go on that pitch and bang in a goal against Qatar. That's what I wanted to see. And fucking Jamie Vardy started. Mm. Like, I don't give a shit about Jamie Vardy. I hadn't driven all that way. I yeah. had, had six hours sleep in two days. As the group was evolving and then you had this trip coming up, I, did, I kept thinking, yeah. do we want to draw against Panama? <laughs> 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 just stop it, stop it. Don't think that, don't think that. But we just kind of saw it as soon as that happened, that it was going to be a bit of a dead game. I mean, weirdly, it was kind of 
it was that it was the right turn onto this lovely little draw that we've had since to get us all this way. So mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pleased it all happened. But... Do you remember? Do you remember the cab journey from where we got managed to get a bus into Kaliningrad Centre, and we got this cabbie who didn't speak English. Yeah. Right. You so I, mate, I, I, for the first time in my adult life, I was genuinely scared, and I've never. Why were you scared? I just, I, I'm quite good at coping with high pressure situations. I'm not, I'm not bigging myself up here. I went to a very difficult school. I can tell when things are going wrong. I can get myself out of situations if I need to. I was in a cab in Russia with a guy who didn't speak English, who drove us from the centre to where we thought our hotel was. Right. And so you imagine this. So if you after picture, the day we'd had. After, yeah. I, in but, Russia, where the, the scaremongering that had happened. And was the place you were yeah. meant to be staying in, like, it wasn't particularly it's central? Like. Yeah, it wasn't hugely central, but Kaliningrad isn't a huge place, so you can get anywhere very quickly. Um, but where our hotel was, it... Nice. It wasn't even a hotel. It was like a weird, like, Airbnb kind of thing. It was, it was strange. Um, but he, he's driving us, and he keeps talking to us in, in Russian. And I'm like... I don't, I, it's clear that we don't speak Russian, so why are you still talking? Not that I've got a problem with that, it's just freaking me out a little bit. Mm. So we're driving along, and I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, everything's fine. We drive past like, England fans, we're like, we're in the right place, this is great. And he keeps driving, and then he turns, he does his left turn into this alleyway. And then in front of us are like high-rise council blocks. In front of us, high-rise council blocks. And then he does another right turn into an even more decrepit dirt little road. dirty, <laughs> dirty scum hole alleyway. Like, this is where people get hurt. These kind of alleyways. So we're driving down. And then, out of nowhere, the guy starts laughing. Yeah. And then speaking Russian. And I'm like, he's taking us to a den with the Russian mafia. They know we're English. They're going to get loads of money. James is going to get bummed 100%. 100%. And I'm like, I was afraid, but I was afraid for James. Mm. <laughs> and uh, and then he just drove us to our hotel and he was laughing at fuck knows what because there was nothing funny about that situation at all. <laughs> Do you reckon maybe he did a little detour just to shit you up a little bit, just to see your reaction? The detour would have been. Let, like, let me show you, Kaliningrad. I hope not. I hope he was just like he found a better way to go. But if he did, then because well, it was bumpy, fair play, right? fair play. I think he's laughing at it. It was, it was a bumpy road. It was yeah, like, yeah. It was like were, a were you road. having the same freak out the flat? No, 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 you were fine. I was absolutely fine. So, I, I think that that shows. Uh, that's not a good thing. I, I think I was just a bit naive, and I kind of like the, when I've gone travelling. The shit that but I'm not. On, I'm it, not paranoid, and that's how afraid I was at that moment. I thought we're dead. I'm always just like it, it, it all works out. You, yeah. I was kind of chilled out at the border, if I'm honest. I was because I was just kind of like, I mean, it, something will happen. That's <laughs> literally yeah, what yeah. I was thinking. Like something will happen. Actually, we had to stop you because obviously we was record, we was filming all of this, and Jim spent bless him. Three, hour, three days in the back of this van, just That's not seeing it. anything. He didn't see anything in Europe. All he had is his face in this computer screen editing. And, like, God bless you for doing that, because the vlog, go and have a look at it. It's, it's such a good, good piece of film. Um, but at the end, it was just like, I, me and Sam was just like, what can I do We're at the border? Sam, Sam's a wreck. Sam on really? the border, he was... I, I, was, I was surprised by it. I think you were, you were keeping it calm. You lost your shit on the, on, in the car, because it was like... You know, well, we don't know what Russian people are like. <laughs> well, I, I, That's you know, scared you. Know, Sam was shitting himself at the border. Yeah, do you know what occurred? Do you know what, what was going through my head? It's Maxine from work, right? She's a lovely woman. She organised a lot of the trip. She gave us a fucking piece of A4 paper, a bit saying, yeah, people get kidnapped in Russia. Mm. 
that's and then it weren't like what you do afterwards. It's like yeah, if it said if you get kidnapped in Russia, don't tell them you're a journalist because it won't be any good. What, so hang on, were you were you given this as part of some sort of legal requirement so that if it happened they could go no no we warned them it's fine they were told, they were told, <laughs> they Mate, were told this might happen they I knew did, the risks I don't know Maxine just one day turned up and said look at read this and that was it and I looked at it and I was like well, okay what do we do if we are kidnapped then it wasn't just like if you are kidnapped like saying you're a journalist would do be no good end of section damn little poo <laughs> yeah but yeah I mean what do you want to say. Nothing, what was she right? going to say? I, mean, I thought there might be some sort of tactics involved. Yeah. Call your embassy, find a way to text the local police. Know, I don't know. I mean, we, we've spoken about it for quite a while. I've been you're fucked. That's basically what I got from it. We've spoken about it for quite a while, but the way... So that was... The, the two vlogs are, are getting to the border, and then the second vlog is the, the border the and the game, um, and how we got tickets, which was bizarre as well. Um, which, yeah, won't ruin. But the, the vlog that we'll, you'll never see was the way back. Where we so we got back to the Russian border the day after, so you get there and there's there's like four four English fans and, uh, and there's loads of guards and load of guards oh, and, and we're going oh, so what's like what what happens now so you're not allowed to travel across the border on foot so the England fans with their bags who've also had their car sort like of held on the, on the other side, side. Yeah, exactly yeah. Uh, so uh, all you got to do. You got to stand there, stick your thumb out, and hope that someone picks you up and takes you across well, the so border. You can't physically cross the border there's no way get, there's unless no you're in somebody else's vehicle. Unless which is the way that you car. guys made it in. Yeah, exactly. think about it. So, so the, the 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 Russian in all of their intellect, they haven't set up some sort of system that helps stranded people getting across the border. I felt like. Fucking criminal waiting to find some dodgy geezers to get us across. Like, like you're basically saying, can somebody smuggle me across the border? Well, they're not smuggling because they know the game. They know the game. The border officials know the game. So but when, dumb. yeah. So these these there was like six or seven English people, right? There was a kid there, family, some dickhead, um, and he they they managed to get into nice vehicles, like with nice families and nice nice people. who were saying, yeah, don't worry, get in. Our our ride turned up, which was. A shit heap. Describe the van. The car. It was, a, it was like an old car, litter with dog hair, and it had oil. All in, sorts it had of a shit. bucket of yeah. oil in the bottom, in the fucking seat. Yeah, the barely moving, an absolute mess. And then the guy in it had bicked hair to the side, and then a little mohawk. Yeah, quite quite a, a Russian do, a stereotypical Russian do, I'd say. Yeah. And um, and he goes, we were like, we, you know, we take us across. And there's a there's a guardsman there in a suit and a hat and all that stuff there chatting to us, and he he goes uh, how much how much money have you got? We're like four hundred rubles. He was like drugs. Have you got any drugs? We're talking about crossing <laughs> an international border from from Russia outside of the EU into Poland that's inside it, and he said freely, have you got any drugs? Was he checking that you didn't have any? No, 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 no. no, no he no, was no. just like, he's like, I will take these drugs. Payment. Yes, yeah, that's wow. exactly what it is. So we were like, no, we haven't got any drugs. And so then the next, this is the next twenty minutes that we have, right? So he goes, he kind of shrugs his shoulders and goes, get in then. I've got a photo <laughs> of Sam in the front seat looking at him, and the fear in his eyes is incredible. Yeah. We then move across, and so there's two kind of Bear stops. In mind, at this time, we've got all of our luggage on our laps yeah. in this horrible little camera car. equipment, all sorts. So we then we get to the first bit, which is the Russian side. Wait a bit, get through, and we're thinking, what the fuck is going on here? We get through that first bit, and then you're in this middle zone where there's this weird duty-free Free, shop. Yeah. So he goes off and parks up because he wants to pick up some alcohol. Vodka, four bottles of vodka he bought. Is that what it was? So he goes in the shop, comes back out, car doesn't start. 
Card does not Card start. doesn't start because it's a shit heap. It's a shit heap. So, so he, we just push, get, we get out of the car. He, no, no, hang on. He went, get out, push. And we're like, fuck, right. what? So we get out, push it, reverse it out of the, car, the space he was in. And then we go to push it and we're all thinking the same thing. We're thinking our suitcases, all our stuff is in this car. He could just drive away. He's going to get it. Moment. But he couldn't at that point. I was fine well, we at that did, point. Oh, I didn't really know that. But So me and Sam didn't know that. So he, we push, it gets it going, and Sam <laughs> jumps on the roof of the car because he's thinking what I'm thinking. He's like, this fucker's going with all our stuff. Yeah. We get to the next spot. Polish border. Polish border, the one that we'd had the most trouble with. We're waiting there for quite a while. And so, ironically, this whole thing where you can't walk across the border, you need to be in a car, the car breaks down again, so we have to push the car across the border... Everyone's not taking us, we're so taking technically car. you yeah. are on foot. Yeah. We're on yeah. foot, pushing a car, but we've got a vehicle. So then we get... Oh, everyone's us. cheering as we go... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The but, Germans but, gave us a cheer. Yeah, right. So then we move across, but we've got to do the same thing again. We've got to push the car to get it started. And this time, he's got a free road. He's got he 20 go. miles of free road. Are you really seriously thinking that he, he, only, all he has to do is put his foot down? And do you know what? Him. In my naivety, the only minute it occurred to me was the minute the engine started and I realised my bag with all of our gear and all, all of our bags was in that car ready to go. Uh, luckily, he just stopped and delivered us straight to our van. And we're like, right. So we go, right, thank fuck for this. We've got we're our van. Life is good. We can just go home, get home. To people that we love. No, it wasn't even that. We had to drive to Berlin. Well, we had to drive to Berlin that night, yeah, and it was quite late by that point. So we get there, we get ourselves, let, let's treat ourselves to a coffee and a Magnum. Get ourselves a Magnum, let's <laughs> go back, ready All to like, go. Everyone was in a good chip of Everyone's movement. happy. Some, some bloke with a hoodie Turns and a backpack up. starts walking over. I mean, what <laughs> do you fucking want? No. I need a lift into Poland. No. Yeah. So now we've got this... You've got the van back at this point. Yeah. Yeah, we've got the van back. Right. So I'm the other side of the car. Flav's chatting to him. Flav's much better at talking to people than me. I can't be asked. So <laughs> I stay out. And he's, the, both doors are open and he's looking, he's looking through the door. And I can see what Flav's thinking. He's thinking, this Igor dude who got us across the border, we need to pay it forward. Yeah. And I'm thinking... Get the fuck, fuck out of it. let's go. <laughs> so he goes, we've got to take him, haven't we? And I went, no, we don't have to take him. <laughs> this might not be the guy to pay for said, one, well, Yeah, because he, he, he looked fine. He looked, he looked a bit weird. He looked a bit A little bit weird about him. And throughout the, we did take him. And throughout the trip into Poland, we took him about 50 kilometres in, which was on our way, to be fair. There was something odd. He was nice enough, but he's nice hitchhiking. Enough. Was he twitchy? No. Weren't twitchy. It was just. You said he like, worked in real estate. Yeah. What, what did you do for your living? Uh, what did you do for a living? And he was eating something. It was like you know when people take their time and they're finishing their meal and it's processed in their head. Just like, like just tell us. Yeah. Yeah. Just say what you do. I, what do you do? Oh, I work in media. He was like, I work in real estate. You don't work in real estate. Yeah, you're going to murder us and you're going to rape Jim. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're going to do. Just be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go, and then he got out, and I'm thinking, what's he stolen? That's <laughs> awful. I was thinking, what's he Did you stolen? do that thing after he's left where you just keep checking your bags? I did. Oh. As he got in the car, I saw one of our passports was in the back seat, and I said to Flav, when your passport's in the back. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the final part of the story, well, we've, we've gone on for this too long, but the final part is that um, we were driving to Lille. We'd had three hours sleep. We got to Berlin. We had three hours sleep. We got in the car again to try and make it for the France Argentina game, but uh, our tire blew on a bridge. bridge near, not far from Düsseldorf. Yeah, Düsseldorf. 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 And uh, 
but not only did it blow up, it, we caused the three mile tailback. Oh, on you, a dual you, carriage you were those guys that I heard about. Yeah, yeah. and the police turned up and escorted us off the bridge. It was terrible. We spent three days there, and it's all fucked. Eventually got on a... Uh, let's stop the story. We'll do it later. Yeah. But anyway, look go, look, go and watch the vloggies. We put a lot of hard work into it. and, um, and it's worth Take it. a spare tyre if you're yeah. going on a long trip. Yeah. That's what, I would, that's, my, that's what I would say. That's what I'd take from the trip. Cave. Yes. Uh, no signings as yet. No. Um, is having nine Spurs players this deep in the competition a concern to our pre-season? Possibly, yes, because they've, well, I guess the bit between the end of the season and the World Cup starting, I guess it wasn't that intense, but I guess you would hope for some time off if mm. you get to the World Cup final. They'll get another week on top of it. You'd hope so, but it's not really that far. What is it? It's going to be a 15th of July is the last game. So and then the just over a first, month. Yeah, just under just a month. Over a month. He's going to have to give them some time off. We notoriously have issues with players that don't get the full... Pochettino pre-season mm. where they grow that extra lung and stuff so um, but that said they've been playing international game know, if, when we get to they might just be fucked mate they might just be absolutely ruined or, by the time they get or completely fit I don't know how it works in, in my head you you maintain your fitness it doesn't go in cycles like you don't you don't maintain your fitness for a certain amount of time and then oh uh, I, I need to have a month off to be fit again it's kind of it, it, it's something that you keep doing. So I'm not sure if I quite buy it, but if his, his pre-season stuff is so intense, then you'd hope they get enough time to get ready for the for the kickoff for the mm. next season. I mean, do you think it's mental as much as anything? What do you mean? I think the, the the emotion of a World Cup, the exhaustion of it mentally, of of going again and going again and going again after a nine-month season. I think that's that's the worry, and also the you know that such big games, like so many people, they're going to play in a World Cup final. And then you've got to play Cardiff. It's a come down. <clears throat> why don't you worry about your own football club? Sorry, did you invite me on the podcast? No, no. Why, what, what, what problems have QPR got? We've got Stephen Claren as our manager, so fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to be fatigued after the summer, though, is he? Yeah. He's buzzing. He's, he can't wait to start. <laughs> have you signed anyone yet, Jim? You signed some dude from Germany who's probably... Awesome. That's all right. We haven't signed anyone. Yeah, not, yeah, but that's your thing, isn't it? You don't sign people who have a good we've squad. Linked, we've been linked with Grealish. Yes. Strongly linked. It looks like we're going to sign him 20 million. Seems like a snip. It does. 20 mil? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How good was he in the championship last year? He was, in the playoff final, he was unbelievable. But generally, like, what was the reputation of Grealish yeah, I think at that level? So the, the story with Grealish, I think, last year was, was that, that Terry had come in. That Aston Villa squad is um, really old, <laughs> essentially. A lot of like old school pros. And Terry came in, was a big leader for them, and I think apparently got a hold of him and... And, and said, look, you need to sort of sort yourself out. And uh, he, as the season went on, he also had people like Glenn Whelan in the team, Jedinak in the team, guys you don't fuck about with, I think. So he got better and better. And I, I think in terms of his performances, it did culminate in that the final, which although they didn't win, he was... It, it was a performance... I, it was a bit like Gaza. It was that kind of... He drives with the ball. He's not an attacking midfielder. He's not a defensive midfielder, but he loves to run with it. He's very creative, and so I was so impressed. Should we buy him? What do you? What are we buying? I he he does. When I saw it, I thought initially Is he a number well, eight. A bit of a jump. Yeah, yeah. Box to box. Yeah, totally. Um, he's he looks like a Pochettino signing in terms of that. You know, like that Trippier sort of 
level players in terms of where they're playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and can you get more out of him? Uh, I think if he can be switched on, then I think that's the problem with him is that he's been trouble. Mm. He's, he's had problems in that sense. But I wonder if if he went to a club where he's you know he's not the he's not the big man, but he's given a bit of encouragement that he really could go from strength to strength. I I do like him a lot. It's a big jump. I know he's done it in the Premier League, but mm. I think that I'm always wary when when a new player comes in. There's that six game period where they're just playing off adrenaline, mm. and then once that goes, then you see the real player yeah, yeah, yeah. really got. And um, that first time, I think everyone saw him and thought he was great for Villa, but obviously they, they fell off a cliff. Um, he, he does fit the profile for like the sort of young, yeah. especially you know, and we do need some more homegrown signings as well at Spurs. The sort of player that could come in that's like raw, got the talent, and and that Pochettino could. Could develop potentially into into you know a good player, but it, the, the only thing that bothers me is that nobody said a fucking word about Grealish until there was rumours that Spurs were in for him. Like, why wasn't why wasn't people saying during the season? Absolutely, in the summer, a bunch of Prem clubs are going to be in for this guy because he's absolute mustard. Yeah, but no one said that about Trippier either. I, I literally never, I didn't know he existed before Spurs signed. Yeah, true. Do you know the reason I think it, for that is because everyone expected Villa to go up, and if yeah, they go yeah, up, then he stays. Um, and, and as soon as they don't, and the, the whole finance thing, they're a mess. Like financially, they're an absolute yeah, they're yeah, mess, yeah, they've, they've and they have to sell him. And so all of a sudden, you go, yeah, I will have him yeah. for twenty million. I don't think that's. I think that's too bad for someone who's got the potential. So, do you think he could potentially be a replacement for Dembele? Is it that kind of because Dembele plays in that eight? He role. has that. I don't know. I mean, I think, think Dembele is such a unique player. Yeah, <coughs> I don't. Okay. I don't. I think. I think that we've been blessed with a player that does something that there's probably nobody else at his level that does what he does. I think he's so, no. I think he's so unique. I think he's so does unique. A little bit. Alright, so this was soap over there. He, he's like Gaza. He's like Gazza, so if you got him, he would play in that way. I don't. I don't. I'll take another Gazza. I don't think. I don't think we're going to replace Dembele. I think we're going to have to change the role that he plays. Right, fair enough. Can he get on with Deli Ali and those other guys as well? I wonder because he's he has got a bit of a swag about, a bit of an ego about him. I wonder about that. You soon find out. He'd have to behave himself with Spurs. You can't muck about. Mm, I don't think. Just get rid, won't he? Yeah, he would. He would indeed. James, how can we find all of your stuff that you do? You've got James Lawrence Alcott YouTube channel. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So just search uh, James Alcott, A-L-L-C-O-T, and that's my YouTube channel uh, talking about a lot of things football, but I think I'm going to move into other bits as well. What, you're leaving football? I'm not leaving football. What, you, what, what are you going to talk <laughs> about? You're branching out. Jim, Jim yeah. I've known you for uh, two and a half years, and you've had nothing. You've, you've improved my life in absolutely no way other than when you're talking about football. So what that's are you, a lie, what are you that's doing? a lie. You got a free meal at my wedding. I did. It was so. great, it was lovely. James's wedding was one of the best weddings I've ever been to. It was incredible. Good for you. I love James. So what, what, what do you mean, you going to do something else? Uh, I, just, yeah, I think there's other conversations to be had. But, I mean, you, look, you're not um, bothered about that. But, yeah, cheers to find out, haven't you? Is it about sex toys? I think that's it. Yeah. Orgasmic lube. Orgasmic lube. Why don't women like anal? Yeah. Three to um, one and why that works for me. Why men <laughs> like it so much? Are we all a little bit gay? Yeah. That, I think that, that, that Living comes. in fear of being bummed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> lots of titles. Oh, yeah. Ready just to be just one more thing. <laughs> one more thing. I hope you won't mind, Jim. I know. It yeah, on, the, on, the, on the border, right, going into Russia. You know Russians, they don't like homosexual people. I heard a You rumor. know this is a... a yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a rumour or it's a stereotypical thing, but... Our assumption about Russians is that they don't like homosexual people. We were on the border, and James has had... I mean, he's a good-looking young man. 
Um, and uh, gay men tend... I mean, this is a fact, isn't it? Gay men uh, take a shine to you. It's, it's odd, and it's disappointing, really, because it's not really what I'm after. But uh, <laughs> it does seem to be that. It does happen, on doesn't occasion. it? I think it's because I'm... Slightly, I look like a lesbian, don't I? That's what people say, <laughs> and I think that's, that confuses. I've actually had exes who are now lesbians, so I think on, on either side of the board, well, you're just walking around confusing. You're walking around confusing everybody. Yeah, Jim. people are just like, "What is that?" And uh, this this Russian <laughs> official on the on the on the Russian side of the border, who was clearly uh, homosexual, uh, which isn't an issue, obviously, but he took a, sh- a shine to Jim, and it's very obvious very quickly. And I thought, any problems getting through here, we're fine, because all Jim has to do is disappear for ten minutes and we'll be sorted. That's a shame. But what did he, what did he call you? Just to say the two words out. What, what, hang on, wait. What, uh, Jim, can you go closer to the microphone for a second? What, so bearing in mind, we're stranded between the Russian and, 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 and uh, a Polish border and we've got nine hours to drive and we're not going to get to Berlin for a long time. And... We're not sure how we're going to get through. What did he call you? What do you mean? What, what, what are the words yet? What did he uh, say? You're not going to give the context to that? Well, there ain't no context. I just want to know the words <laughs> that you said to you. Hot, you're a hot boy. <laughs> <laughs> you're a hot boy. It's yeah. You know, but it's because I was wearing shorts and the weather was a bit cold. Everybody was. <laughs> no, it wasn't. The one thing that I found funny, actually, to be like, uh, yeah, I'd look. Whatever. Well, we got him in the car. I have, I did kind of think like he's, he's a bit. He's been a bit flirty. And I've had that. Like I work in. Te- I used to work in telly, so I've had a moment of that. And um, <laughs> I said to him, I went. I think he. I think he's gay. That guy. <laughs> and, went, uh, and you went. You went. Yeah. And I went. Because yeah. Do you think he's gay? You went. He hasn't spoken to anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't speak to us. He just spoke to Jim. <laughs> and it wasn't just you were a hot boy. You went. Oh, you's a hot boy. <laughs> And Jim, you were uh, a hot boy. I mean, you, you are. Uh, you know, you generally, your temperature is quite hot. Yeah. Uh, God bless that man, though, because he made me feel comfortable. Because it felt like they're not all nightmare, <laughs> nightmarish. It made me feel comfortable. <laughs> and you made it back in one piece. Yeah. yeah. One day you'll have to come back on, Jim, and tell us about the Louis Wall story. Cave, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's been a pleasure <laughs> Thank to, you. To, to, to have you back. Uh, the Fighting Cop will return if we win the World Cup. If not, who the fuck wants to listen to that? Um, but otherwise, we'll, we'll see you at the begin, beginning of the new season where Spurs will start their glorious march onto the Premier League trophy. Fuck Man City, fuck Arsenal, fuck Liverpool. Um, and Chelsea. Yeah, fuck Chelsea. Chelsea are irrelevant at this stage. Right. Um, uh, fans bet. Network.
Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Does a robot know you like a neighbor? Insurance Corporation will fulfill requests to cover anyone, anything, anytime, anywhere, with most standard algorithm, in the order it was received, please hold. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting the insurance coverage you need always starts with a conversation. Find a Farm Bureau agent at fbfs.com protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.